This episode of The Kona Edge is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at thekonaedge.com forward slash free trial. With titles like Dan Golding's Winning at 70.3, How to Dominate the Middle Distance, and Chris McCormack's I'm Here to Win, a world champion's advice for peak performance, Audible has you covered. With over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player, discover more at thekonaedge.com forward slash free trial. Welcome to the Kona Edge, where you'll discover what the best triathletes in the world do to give them the edge. Welcome back. You're listening to the Kona Edge. I'm Brad Brown, and uh, awesome to have you with us. Thank you for taking the time to touch base with me. I really do love hearing uh, from each and every one of you. It's uh, always uh, just such a, a thrill to get uh, emails into my inbox. If you want to be in touch, my email address is brad at thekonaedge.com. Uh, go straight into my inbox, and uh, yeah, I love hearing from you. So let me know your thoughts on the podcast. We'd love to hear from you, Brad at thekonaedge.com. Let's get into today's podcast, though. I get to share a pretty incredible story of a, a young man who's fairly new in the sport, but uh, burst onto the scene over the last few years. Uh, has been grappling with the idea of uh, whether or not he should turn professional. And we'll we'll chat a little bit about that on today's podcast too. But he finished second in his age group on the Big Island in 2015 uh, with a sub one hour swim, a sub four hour, uh, five hour bike rather, I should say. Uh, and he just missed out on the sub three hour marathon. Phenomenal performance, uh, just over nine hours uh, on his Kona debut. And uh, we head to Colorado now to touch base with Steve Mantel. Steve, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Steve, I'm I'm pretty pretty stoked to to have you on. You had a, a an incredible race in in Kona in 2015. You you literally just burst onto the scene. You haven't been around the sport for a, for a long long time, and you've you've picked it up like a, like an absolute natural. <laughs> well, it's a I it's a really interesting sport. I think it's kind of something that. Um, a lot of people can get into uh it's i've just had a lot of fun and i've had a lot of help along the way where people have kind of taught me the taught me how to do well and i think it's a sport where um if you work hard and you you want to i don't know just continue improving it's it's good for that absolutely let's talk about your childhood though i mean triathlon hasn't been a part of your life for that long you but you were an active uh youngster you you played a bit of sport it wasn't it wasn't triathlon but uh you were into some other things yeah, yeah. So uh, I grew up in Minnesota, and um, it's it's really cold there, like uh, the majority of the year. So I tell people pretty much when it gets to November, it's uh, it's really cold. Um, and we have we have uh, ice rinks outside. So there's um, uh, all the baseball fields. Pretty much like a few in every neighborhood are we flood the baseball fields and um, put hockey and make them into turn them into hockey rinks. So um, in Minnesota, hockey is pretty much life. And so I grew up playing hockey, uh, really, really loved it, loved to skate, loved to be outside, loved to play, uh, just compete. And, um, I played soccer as well. I really liked that sport. Um, I don't know. I like the team sports, just being a part of something bigger and, um, working towards a common goal. And I met a lot of really cool kids and, uh, yeah, just some phenomenal athletes and teams I was a part of. But yeah, so I I did uh, hockey and soccer um, 
when I was younger, throughout high school, was pretty competitive at them. And um, I, I went to Colorado State University for my undergrad, and uh, I I wanted to play hockey there. And so I, I played um, – they have like a – it's a club sport. So it's not like a university-funded thing, but it's just uh, – uh, it's still pretty competitive. So I played club hockey at Colorado State my freshman year, and um, it just was a little bit different. It was different than what I had back in Minnesota, um, the style of hockey, and just uh, – it was just – I don't know. It wasn't – I wasn't having as much fun as I was expecting to and as much as I wanted to, and so – um, that spring, I ended up joining the – there's a club triathlon team at CSU as well. And uh, I joined that, and it was everybody was really welcoming. And, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a great environment. It pushed me. I showed up to a swim practice and just got my ass kicked. <laughs> and uh, I really liked it from then on. And, yeah, the, uh, the coach – coaches were awesome. Teammates were awesome. And – a lot of a lot of really good memories. Uh, I'm still pretty involved with the team, and it's it's really awesome to have been a part of it these past few years, as it's um, attracted a lot of a lot more kids, and uh, yeah, just grown. So it's really cool. It's a a good sport, uh, even though it's an individual sport. Uh, it's really good to have like a team. I think it's good to have a team or um, other people that you can train with on a regular basis. So yeah, that's how I kind of got into triathlon. I knew I wanted to do endurance stuff eventually. And so, um, my sister suggested that I give triathlon a shot. So yeah, that's about it. I'm glad you, you brought up the, the, the individual side of triathlon. It, it's interesting that someone who came from a, a team sport perspective and loved the team sport side of things ended up in a, in a sport. And, and Ironman can get very lonely at times, but you mentioned the group of people that you train with and, and get to hang out outside of, of an actual race. And, and it's important to have that sort of support structure around you, particularly if you want to go on and do the longer stuff and get better at the longer stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think, like everything, there needs to be a good balance, you know, like, um, it's good to have people around you. If you want to push yourself, I think that's easier to push yourself with other people around you if you got a hard session. But I also think it's also, it's important to, uh, kind of be able to step back. And, um, if you need a, a recovery session, if you need an easier day, um, if you need some time to yourself, then it's good to be able to, uh, kind of, I guess, train and, train on your own a bit as well um because i mean ultimately you eventually you're going to be racing on your own so you should be able to do it a little bit but it's always good i think the uh having a group just provide is able like gives you a lot more motivation um other people have other stuff going on in their lives and i think it's it's easy to especially with the longer distances to get totally consumed with uh how much training you're doing, how much you should be doing, worrying about all that. When when you're interacting with other people, you realize that um, other people are there for you. It's not it's not like you're suffering out there on your own. Other people care about you, and uh, and there's other things going on in the world. Triathlon, yeah, might be an obsession. You might really really like it, but in the big scheme of things, it's really just a hobby, and we're all doing it to enjoy it. And I think having other people around you really really gives you uh, a, a bigger sense of balance to your life. Mm. 
Steve, you mentioned that first uh, swim swim session you did where you got your, as you put it, your ass handed to you. Uh, I find that really, really funny. But you, you must have discovered pretty soon that you were, were fairly good at this because, uh, I mean, you've, you've like I said when we started, you've really burst onto the scene and you, you're pretty quick. We'll talk about some of the splits in a moment. But when, when did you realize that, you know what, I can be pretty good at this thing? Uh, um. I don't, I don't, I'm not really, I don't think there was an exact moment. Um, I think I did, um, I was just, I've always been kind of just competitive. Like when I get in a race, I like, I like to race. Um, I think, I think there's been, I've just progressively kind of learned, uh, that I, you know, I didn't really ever concern myself with my own results. I just kind of, went out and raced and then whatever happened happened and other people would kind of look at it and be like, wow, that was amazing. But I, I think probably after, uh, I, 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 for CS, for Colorado State University, we, uh, there's like, um, collegiate national championship. And that was like my, my, I loved that race as a really, really competitive race every year. Um, and I, we would, as a team, we'd kind of like focus on that each each year and so um my second and third year racing that i did i did pretty well and so i was able to i mean i was right up there like kind of working my way up on the run like with some people that i had always been like looking up to and i knew they were fast and then i mean i still don't consider myself incredible i just i just work hard and i like going out and racing hard i think i think uh it doesn't matter to me past results. I just want to uh, keep on improving. And um, I'm in the sport really to just see how far I can go and really just enjoy it. So I think probably this year, once I've started competing as a pro, I really like being able to uh, at least be close to some of these really elite guys, um, even just starting and watching them starting on the same start line as them and watching how they race and go about it and being close to them. I think any time anybody sees themselves um, able to hang with them on the bike or on the run, run, then, you know, that that gives you a lot of positive reinforcement that you're doing something right and that um, it's just really cool to be a part of uh, somebody else's race as well. Mm. Talk to me about the distances and the, the 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 step up to do an Ironman. I mean, it's it's big. It's uh, it's a long time. It's uh, it, it's not a decision that can be taken lightly. What what's your favorite distance to to race and 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 why Ironman? I mean, you've you've raced uh, a couple. You've you've raced in Kona. You obviously like the distance. You're good at it. But uh, what's the attraction? Uh, uh, <laughs> I I do like Ironman. I like it a lot. I wish I could race it a lot more frequently, but. It just takes so much out of your body. Um, I think probably, I think probably uh, my favorite distance is probably a half Ironman right now. Just um, um, it's tricky. I'm still working on figuring things out. Um, you're on, you're like on the limit, like for four hours, and it's really hard to figure out nutrition. Whereas um, for an Ironman, it's kind of for me at least, it's kind of like just a kind of go all day sort of pace, you know. Um, you, you can't really ever go too hard the first six or seven hours because then it's you're gonna blow up and um yeah the, the task of doing an Ironman is really taunting I think um it's really attractive because it's just so epic and 
to, you know, to even think about, I mean, riding a hundred miles in itself is a hard day. It's a long day. And then to think about somebody, you have to run a marathon after that. I mean, that's like insane. Um, and looking back at the distance, it's like, I have no idea how I did that. Um, alone why i mean it's like we do anything it's like a challenge and um yeah I, I, kona was an awesome experience i think uh it's uh, nothing else is like it um with the atmosphere the the difficulty of the course um with everybody there it was really awesome um yeah i think i don't know i think iron man's attractive just because people want to get there and uh you just in your head you it just seemed the distance seems impossible um so when you're doing it and when you finish it it's like wow i just did something impossible and that's addicting it is steve it's interesting you talk about wanting to race them as often as you can and and obviously the toll it takes on your body it's not really possible one of the, the downsides i found, find with iron man is is you it's almost impossible to have the perfect race it's there's, there's always something you feel that could have could have gone better and and the the opportunities to try and fix those don't come around very often. And, and, and it's almost, you talk about the addictive nature of it. It's almost that, that, that sucks you in and keeps you coming back for more. Totally. Yeah. I, even if you win, I'm sure there's something you could pick apart your race where it's, there's something you could have improved on. Um, and yeah. And like with Ironman, you have, you have eight, nine, 10, 11 more hours 11 plus hours where something could go wrong. And, you know, if it happens early on, if it's big enough, it's going to affect like four more hours of your race. Um, and that's, what's so tough. Like, you know, if you pace wrong, if you get your nutrition wrong, if like you get a flat and you let it get to your head, I mean, it's so it's more, I've heard people say this and it's really just about like how you respond to these, these like, uh, things that these setbacks, you know, it's not about necessarily like how hard can you push yourself, but how are you going to respond to a setback? That's what I think is really cool about Ironman is, and a lot of pe people that do well at it is like, okay, maybe I'm not feeling great, but how am I going to adapt to this? How am I going to change my race plan so that I can, um, get through this and still finish? You know, it's so hard to go into a, a uh, such a long day with a time in your head when so many things could affect that and there's so many things like out of your control that um that really might affect your race and uh yeah i think that's why and and like we were talking about the whole frequency of iron man it you know we've it <laughs> running a marathon after that long of a ride takes so much out of your body um at least for me personally and the age that i've done it, and i've talked to people that are older and you know, I don't, I don't feel, I feel okay after like three weeks and I can like kind of, I can do some training after a week or so, but yeah, well, I'm so out of it mentally. I feel like my, just my hormones are all messed up and I'm just, yeah, there would just be mental. I'm not in it mentally at all. And it takes a good like two months before I'm back and feeling normal again. And to race, to race like three or four Ironmans a year. Yeah, you just can't. I just feel like you can't do a a proper build up, um, get ready for the race, recover correctly, and and then you know get ready again. I mean, I personally, I like race. I like racing um, frequently and being able to um, just empty the tank as much as I can. And Ironman, you can empty the tank, but then 
but your body's really damaged after that. So personally, I like to do the shorter races where um, I can race more frequently, recover for them better. And, and, and being that I'm, I'm younger still, I kind of, I know I need to focus uh, more on my speed. Um, eventually I hope to do more of, a, of the Ironman stuff, but um, and maybe I will some uh, in the next few years for fun. But right now I'm, uh, I think it's I think it's overrated to just step up to that big distance right away. I think nobody should really do four or five Ironmans a year. I think it's good to focus on some speed and um, really enjoy the sport because then you I mean if you want to enjoy it you can race more um, instead of just having to do five hour ride after five hour ride to get ready for your Ironman. You you mentioned the the that you're still young. I mean you're in the 18 to 24 age group in Kona 2015. Do you have you found that that doing a nine man has slowed you down that that top end speed is not quite maybe it comes back after a few months but soon after an Ironman that top end speed is just not there for you oh totally yeah I'm sure it's I'm very sure it's the same for everyone I mean if you want to run if you want to run fast you got to run fast that's how you got to train and the more marathons uh, yeah and I think being at a younger age just my body isn't totally developed yet I mean at least that's what people tell me. I don't know. <laughs> um, I think, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. The more marathons you run at this age probably isn't the best idea. Um, just you're running like at the fastest, like six thirty to seven minute pace. And if you want to be competitive at the shorter distances, then it's not ideal to spend that much time um, at the longer distances. And yeah, and so I did. Uh, I did Ironman Florida like uh, two falls ago to qualify for Kona, and uh, I was I hadn't done like very I'd done like a month and a half of of Ironman specific training, and um, I had good speed going into it. I did a lot of Olympic distance racing that summer, and uh, yeah, I remember that I didn't honor the the amount of rest that I needed recovery after that Ironman, and. Um, I tried to build up speed again too quickly and it was uh, the next like the winter and the spring was really, really tough to get it back. Um, so, I mean, I think as I get old, as we get older and we do more of these races, we learn how much it takes out of you and just to really be patient with um, getting speed back. I think um, if you look at it more of a, as like a, a long-term big picture thing, um, I think you can, it's easier to not stress over over getting your speed back it's going to take time it's it's a process but um if you're running you're getting your body used to it again and if you can build back up i don't think it's impossible but i i think it's definitely difficult steve you, you alluded to it as well turning pro uh the, the decision to go from being a, a competitive age grouper to to possibly thinking you know what i want to try and give this a bash and see if i can make a living out of it talk me talk me through that uh yeah so um this is 2016. My first year is my first year trying to race as a professional. And, um, uh, I, in the U S you have to qualify for your pro card by, um, doing well at uh, a couple, there's a couple few different ways you can qualify. Um, and I qualify, I started qualifying to get my pro card for, um, like my third or fourth year racing. And, um, pretty much like at, at every race that I was able to, I was qualifying for it. And, um, I got a lot of pressure initially to, you know, take it and, and start racing pro because, um, a lot of people will, um, make the, make the jump that like, you know, 
if you if you if you qualify, you, sh- you should take it. Like if you qualify, that means you're supposed to race pro. But it, I, I mean, I was working with uh, my coach Jonathan Mason here at CSU, and um, I was really hesitant because I had no idea and no desire that uh, to get my pro card, and I had no idea like, oh, I could earn it at this race. Um, I didn't know really until like a few months later or even after the season that a lot of these races I had been able to, I would have been able to take my pro card, but, um, I really was doing it. Just, I was really doing, I'm doing triathlon to be competitive and, um, just like push myself. And that's why I got out of the races. I'd had no desire to like uh, race at that level just yet. And, uh, over after a few years, I was, um, towards the front of a lot of the amateur races and in, and, I was like placing well or decently, you know, kind of like middle of the pack of the pros. And, and, uh, I started to think, okay, well maybe I can race with these guys. And, um, last year, last year, the whole focus for me was Kona. And, uh, that was kind of like, um, the big, the big race for me for the whole year. And, uh, a lot of, uh, at the other races I did, you know, I was, I was like placing well amongst other pros amongst like pros even though I was an age grouper but I don't I don't like uh yeah just kind of I didn't really have the competitiveness that uh I had the first few years of age group racing it was kind of just like unless, unless I was like racing in Colorado with there's some really fast age groupers in Colorado unless I was racing here it was less like I'm kind of on my own I'm kind of left to pushing myself on my own and after Kona I talked with my coach and a lot of um, a lot of people around me and, uh, we thought about it and decided it's, it would be a good move for me. I think, um, what I mostly wanted to get out of it though, is I want to like put, I wanted to just like put myself against the best and feel that competitiveness again and, uh, and be in a situation where I'm like pushed to my limit and I have to respond. And, uh, yeah, I think it's been it's it's definitely done that for sure uh i have no it's it's really difficult to make uh um a, a living as a professional triathlete i think it takes a lot of hard work and a lot of like consistent performances over the years um i'm gonna try i'm i've i'm not pushing anything i'm not like in any hurry to get there right now i want to make sure that i'm enjoying the sport and not getting burnt out and uh yeah, I'm just, I mean, I really, I, I think having a team around you that's going to support you if you're going to turn pro is really important. I think um, my my support network in Fort Collins and uh, my family and my friends and the people who I've like connected with over the years um, through triathlon have, you know, been with me and supported me. And I know they're going to still be there these next few years if I do well, if I don't do so well. And there's going to be times where, you know, there's, I'm really high, I'm feeling great. And there's going to be times where it's low. And, um, I think, uh, if I had stepped up to the pro distance to compete in the pro ranks too early, then, um, I would have gotten beaten really bad. And, uh, I've known some people where that's happened to them and they just have not responded well. And, um, it can really, it can really crush you mentally if you're, if you're not prepared to, you know, take that beating, uh, you know, you're, for example, like if you're, you're dominating the amateur ranks and, uh, you're in your pro card, take it right away. Um, think you're awesome and you go race and you get beat really bad. And then, and then what, and then, 
we expected something and you didn't get it. And that's a huge letdown. Um, so I think, um, I, I, I don't know if I would, I don't not everybody defines success differently, but I'm happy with how we've, um, kind of built that, how, how we've kind of developed training and developed me as an athlete throughout the past few years to, um, just be in a good position to compete. And that's all we want to do is just be competitive, um, at different races and push and learn. And this whole year is about learning and, uh, I'm, I'm motivated. I've, I would like to race and I'd like to continue my training and getting better and just see where it can go. Um, if something works out where I can live off triathlon then that's awesome. But if not, uh, I'm going to be happy with just giving it my best shot. And, uh, yeah, hopefully I will have been able to have a good time travel cool places meet some other cool people and i've got a lot of good stories to tell already so yeah it's it's been fun what's been the biggest surprise to you with that step up has, has it been harder than you thought it would be or is, uh, is it what you expected uh yeah uh, i mean it's hard to it's hard to know uh, you, you see these pros racing all the time and um you don't really know what it feels like but uh yeah it's a uh, so uh, this year, um, as I said, like the the goal was to just gain experience, and um, so I picked. Uh, uh, first of all, like in North America, they've consolidated Ironman has consolidated a lot of the. So I focused on half Ironman races, and Ironman has consolidated a lot of the races, um, kind of taking away prize money from some, so that uh, the fields are more competitive. Um, and obviously, there's like more races that are more competitive because there's more prize money, and uh, I am. I've picked very difficult races, so um, on purpose. I know I would probably not make any money this year. Um, so I picked uh, – I did – my first race was Puerto Rico. Um, uh, in the past, it's been, like, a little bit less competitive, but, you know, like uh, Tim O'Donnell showed up, Cam Dye showed up, some really – some pretty uh, – Andrew Starkowitz showed up. So some really good Chris Leiferman, some really good racers were there. And um, I was very, very conservative on the bike because I knew there was a hard run. So I didn't really race as hard as I uh, might have wanted to. But then um, the next race I did was Oceanside, which is like the the big first hit out for a lot of the top pros um, in North America. And yeah, I was probably like 15 or 20. 20 guys on the start list that could have won that could have been in the top five. It was ridiculously competitive. Um, and I, I, I was swimming in the water and I looked next to myself and I see like Jesse Thomas is right there. And then I saw Keenley, Sebastian Keenley was on my other side. And I was like, I was just so excited. I mean, it was incredible just to be like, I was racing against these guys and I uh, ended up coming out of the water with them and in the water, I knew, okay, these guys are going to just hit the bike so hard because they're incredible bikers. Um, and I basically just prepared myself mentally to hurt as much as I could to try and stay with them. Um, and uh, I got on my shoes as fast as I could and tried to get like a little bit of a head start. And all of a sudden they came by and I just hung on for dear life. Um, I Even if I would have tried drafting, like I would have. I let them get a bigger, too big of a gap anyways. And so it was just, uh, <laughs> keep it as just stay in touch, like just keep them in sight. And so I kept them in sight probably through, uh, maybe like 40 miles on the bike. And 
um, I could see them up ahead the whole time and they just gradually pulled away. But um, those 40, that like hour, hour or so, a little bit more over an hour where I was just like on the limit, just holding on, but, uh, but doing it, but doing it. Like I was holding on to these guys that I had watched race. Um, it was awesome. It was really cool. Um, and that gate, it just kind of, yeah, it, it showed me that I can, if I'm like willing to do that, if I'm willing to hurt that I can, I can stay with these guys. Um, and that, uh, I don't know, they're just people too. So, you know, if, if I'm hurting, they're hurting. And I think after the race, Jesse posted on Strava, like, oh my God, that hurt or something like that. And so it was good to know that, okay, this wasn't just like a normal ride. Like they were riding really hard too. So, um, I think it's been, it's been good for me to see how hard these guys race, how hard these top guys race in order to be the best. And that motivates me to, I don't think you have to turn yourself inside out every day in training, but to really make sure that, um, you're working hard and that you're willing to, to really hurt when, uh, when it counts on the bike and on the run. So, uh, yeah, still working on that, but, uh, it's motivating to be able to have just been in the same race and been, been in person witnessing this happen. So, yeah. That's awesome. I think that's one of the, the big attractions to Kona as well. And, and I know right now Kona's probably, uh, I mean, you're talking about getting faster and, and I'm sure you'd want to get back to the big island, but, but as an age group in 2015 racing on the big island, that's a pretty cool experience too. You talk about being on the same course as the best athletes in, in the world. And it, it, it must be a great feeling where, with the turnaround points on the big island where you get to see how, how, how you faring against, uh, the best athletes in the world on the same course on the same day. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what one of the things that makes triathlon unique is, um, if you're at a race where there are the top pros in the world, then you can like compare yourself to them because it's the same course, the same day. So relatively the same conditions. And yeah, I was, uh, I, I might have been more excited seeing them on the, on the climb up to high V. It was, uh, I was like, I was, I was uh, enough towards the front of the age group race where I didn't really have to worry about uh, being drafting or whatever. Um, there's enough gaps. And so I was like, I wonder who's going to be coming down first. Like, is it going to be Keenley just off the front hammering? Is it going to be, I don't know, Fredano? And it was so cool because, you, you know, we watch it on TV. We see these big packs, and that's what it was like, them coming down. It was just like this long train. Well, first you see the helicopter off in the distance coming down towards you. Um, and then they just come and, and it's like, Oh my God, there's Tim Oda. Oh my God. Yeah. For Dano, it's like heads just snapping back and forth, watching them go by and at everybody who you followed for the past few years. And, or, you know, you're like a moment for, for a few minutes, I forget about my race and just like want to watch what's going down there. And, uh, yeah, it's so cool. And then seeing them on the run too and seeing them on the run is, uh, is really, it's interesting too, because um, and, and, you know, they, they seem untouchable, but when they're on that run in the marathon, they're on the queen K they're hurting, they're hurting so bad. It's just, I'm, I'm, yeah, it looks really painful. And, uh, just to see that they're human and that they hurt as well as, I don't know, it, I don't know, you suffer, suffer better when you have other company. So it's, it's motivating to see that and motivating to see how they react and fight through it. Um, so yeah, Kona is incredible with that. It's so cool. 
to see these idols out there doing their thing and um yeah just watching them it's really awesome i love that well steve thanks for sharing your journey with us uh, into the sport best of luck uh, i look forward to getting you back on to chat a little bit about uh, the, the the four disciplines the swim bike run and nutrition uh but we'll save that for for another one thanks uh, thanks so much for your time today awesome thank you brad have a good one we hope you enjoyed this episode of the kona edge Don't forget to connect with us on social media. Simply search for the Kona Edge. Don't forget, you can get a free audiobook download and 30-day free Audible trial at thekonaedge.com forward slash free trial. One of the 180,000 titles available right now and you can download it free is Dan Golding's winning at 70.3 How to Dominate the Middle Distance. This book will save you a ton of time and help you train smarter and focus your attention correctly where it needs to be. Time is of the essence. You need to be even more careful with time and make sure all your training sessions count, have a strong purpose, and a definite purpose. You need to ensure you know how to enhance recovery, eat well, and sleep well. Training smart means you do not avoid the things you don't like to do. You find out what the best athletes do, and you do that. I have tried to make this book as clear and straightforward as possible, with explanations of jargon or technicalities where necessary, but I have tried to stay focused on practical strategies that you can use today, this week, and this month to move you closer to your goal of mastering the 70.3 distance like a pro. To download that book, head over to theconeedge.com forward slash free trial. If you'd like to access the commercial free feed of The Cone Edge, go to theconeedge.com forward slash support.